Good morning, good morning, good morning, people. This is Let's Talk Sports with Tim McCain, and this is Women's Sports Wednesday. We're going to be diving into a couple of women's sports today, but before I do that, I want to give a couple of sports updates. The first update that I want to talk about is Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, he made history last night. He was the first person in the in the past 30, 40 years to have a 20-point 20 rebound, 20 assist a game. The only other person to do that is the great Wilt the, Chil- Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain, who he averaged 25, 22 points, 25 rebounds, and 21 assists. Russell Westbrook had a night like that. And the great thing about last night was that he honored the late Nipsey Hussle, who was a rapper, who was an avid Laker fan, but... He knew Russell Westbrook. They had done stuff together, um, volunteer work and everything like that. Um, But he honored him. He said, grateful to play the game, but that wasn't for me, man. That was for my bro. That was for Nipsey. Rest in peace to him. I'm just thankful to go out there and compete at a high level. Thankful to have these teammates. Thankful and humbled to go out there and play the game I love. So shout out to Westbrook for honoring Nipsey Hussle. Now, the next sport update I want to talk about is... Russell Wilson. Now, this one's interesting because you would think that the Seahawks would pay him. The the Seahawks should pay him. And because they haven't, Russell has given them a deadline. He has, the Seahawks have until the April 15th to make this deal happen. Now, granted, at the time of his signing in, in June of 2015, it seemed like that was a big contract. Four years, $87 million. That's still pretty, hey, look, you average man, that's good money. Uh, but right now, Russell Wilson, Wilson is a 12th paid quarterback in the league. And he's definitely not the 12th best quarterback. He's the top four quarterback in the league, arguably top three. So he deserves to be paid. So he says, so April 15th, he, get, he went out of deadline. Now, I don't believe that he will sit out because he said himself that he wouldn't. He would continue to play, but usually when you have your star quarterback out here on the last year, you would sign him unless Seattle's thinking about doing something different. For me, Seattle and Russell Wilson are like the perfect marriage. There's somebody, there's someone who like it just you don't see them with anyone else. You see him, you see him in a Seahawks uniform. You see the things that he's done with and for the Seahawks. You don't want to see that go. He had. One of the, his best seasons last year, throwing 35 touchdowns and seven interceptions. This brother was balling, and, and I believe that he should be paid. I'm not sure how much I would pay him. Would I pay him $100 million? I might pay him $115 million, $120 million, whatever makes this guy happy. Now, granted, they also have to sign Bobby Wagner, and now they need to sign that brother too. So if with that being the case, we you have to really look at the salary cap and say, hey, how much can we really pay these guys? Because you have you have to keep Bobby Wagner and Frank Clark as well. So Russell, I, I know that he just made a purchase with Sierra or something like that. He he purchased all of her um all of her stuff and everything like that. So now she owns it. Um, but I will say that Russell needs to be paid. I pay him to 100 to 120 million. But you also have to figure out how to pay Frank Clark and especially the future Hall of Famer, Bobby Wagner. You've got to pay that man. 
Now I'm diving into women's sports. Now, Gino Ariema, he, of course, went to the Final Four. That ain't nothing new. I mean, this this man, he was just, he he's winning more championships than John Wood. He's arguably the greatest coach of all time, even though people won't put that up there because they say, oh, 11 championships, 23 regular season titles, superstars in the WNBA. Oh, that's just statistics. Oh, because they're not facing the best talent. Respect to where respect do. Respect women's sports, okay? UConn's women's team has been the most dominant sports team in sports era right now. Now, I don't, the Patriots, yes, they've won six titles, okay? Like, this UConn, UConn women's team have won more titles in this past, in this past 20 years than the Patriots have. Who's got the greater dynasty? Now, of course, it's football and it's, and it's basketball, and we look at it differently. So, no disrespect to the Patriots. This ain't about football. Uh, this is about basketball. So, t- you could say it's a bad comparison, but I say it's a good comparison when it comes to championships in a certain amount of years compared to the championship with a certain amount of years. I say UConn should be respected as a dominating force that we might not ever see again. Ever see again, because even UConn might not do what they're doing what Gino has done in the past. But he made some comments recently where he was talking about how players now, due to the NCAA, uh, when it comes to society, to, to coaches, or to um, not coaches, but to uh, di- um, athletic directors, basically, you cannot correct these players. You cannot constructively criticize these athletes. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Nobody really likes to be criticized. Nobody does. But if somebody is constructively criticizing you, if you want to get better and they're telling you ways to get better, you should hear them out. You shouldn't want to transfer. You shouldn't want to get mad and hate somebody just because they're constructively criticizing you. Now, if they're criticizing you and they're making you feel bad and they're doing this and that to discourage you and tell you that you're soft, you're sorry, and you shouldn't be playing basketball. That's one thing. But if they're out here and they're, and, and they're, and they're constructively criticizing you for you to get better, you should accept that. And uh, that's what Gino has basically been saying. He's basically been saying that, yo, there's a lot of coaches that are afraid of, of doing what they should be doing, of, of coaching young women, of coaching young men because players will transfer. Because of social media, he gave a good example of Tom Izzo. All Tom Izzo was getting the face of that young brother. Now, granted, a lot of people didn't like it, uh, but he didn't put his hands on him. It'd be different if he slapped him, if he pushed him to the ground. I mean, all he did was yell in his face and say, hey, look, you did not do what I told you to do. This is serious. This is for the NCAA tournament. This is for the championship. You got to go out there and you got to go out and ball. And so I believe that there was nothing wrong with what uh, Tom Izzo did. I believe that it was right for him to do that. Um, and uh, But I will say this. When it comes to women's, there have been a lot of women's uh, coaches that have been under fire, including Georgia Tech's Michelle Joseph, who was fired after a month-long independent investigation of the program where players said Joseph had created a toxic and hostile environment. And this is all according to ESPN. But um, And then also Tuesday, North Carolina's Sylvia Hatchett, who actually won the NCAA tournament in 1994 for the Tar Heels. Also, her and her whole staff was placed on administrative leave 
because of what the students of the student athletes were allegedly doing to uh, what they were basically saying. They were allegedly saying that they weren't treating them right. They weren't treating them fairly. And so I truly believe that this. And then there was a, a statement that was made by one of these coaches. I think this generation is not tolerant and that is not a bad thing. But back in the day, coaches could pretty much do anything, say anything. Nobody really complained. Now they know better and they're demanding to be treated better. But kids are going to get yelled at. They need to be able to take a little bit of that. Now, granted, there should be some guidelines. You don't put your hands on nobody. You don't, you don't punch nobody in your face. You don't slap nobody. Those things you shouldn't be doing if you're a coach. You shouldn't be throwing basketball at people's heads and, 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 and calling them uh, racial slurs or, or homophobic slurs. We, ain't, we don't want none of that. There have been coaches. The Rutgers coach got fired for doing something like that. You don't do that. You do not go about doing that. What you do is you constructively criticize athletes so that they can get better, so they know that you care. Show them that you care when you're constructively criticizing them. So that they can't get better. Because I'd rather be constructively criticized than, than someone know that I was struggling with something, but they didn't say nothing. Because that could mean that they, don't, they might not care. And I would want a coach, I would want a, a friend to say, hey, look, you, you should go about doing things a little differently because the way you're moving is not right. You know what I'm saying? The way you're moving, you could be doing things better. You know, that's what you need. And so that's what I have to say about that. The next topic is the final four. So, you know, if you've been listening to my podcast, you you would hear that I'm picking Notre Dame because Notre Dame has five girls that could drop 30 on you. Each one, each one can drop 30. Okay. And they're doing it. The final four for the women is Connecticut, Baylor, Oregon, and Notre Dame. I'm still picking Notre Dame, but I'm going to tell you what, Connecticut, they got something to prove. Katie Lou Samuelson, Nafisa Collier, they got something to prove. Gino Ariema, they got something to prove because their time is running out. UConn will no longer be the same in the next two to three years. I'm telling you, UConn's dynasty is almost over, and they know it. So they got to win one now. They got to win one now because other women's teams are coming up. Louisville. Notre Dame is already here. Mississippi State is already here. Baylor is already here. Oregon is already here. They're coming. They're coming. And Gino Ariema is getting a little up there in age. Okay? And ever since he's talking about this recruiting stuff, you know what I mean? Talking about uh, players are softer than they are now. Like, people will be like, yo, why? You know, people might have some concern about that. So I wonder how, how his comments could affect recruiting. It might not. For a certain pl- player, but other players with this comments talking about, oh, well, uh, this guy's a, a bully. This woman's a bully. This guy went over the line. You know what I mean? These comments that he was talking about, that might affect a potential recruit. So we will see how far UConn, how, how long uh, UConn's dynasty will last. But I'm saying for this year, I am still picking Notre Dame to beat UConn in the national championship game. It's going to be 85 to 79. You hear it, heard it here. I know it's high scoring, but I'm saying it. 85-79, Notre Dame over UConn. This is Let's Talk Sports with Tim McCain. Y'all have a good one.